Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. Time for the biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, two-time world champion. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if there wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. It's just blasphemous. Let me finish. Let you finish. I'll let you talk. Every weekday, it's my sport. It's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe. It is Top It Tuesday here on ZFM Sport, brought to you on the only station worth listening to, and that's ZFM Stereo, my station, your station. The team is here. Mike, my daughter, Chris, uh, <laughs> Chris Meads is not here. Alois <laughs> Bungira, our producer, Sean Tafira Nika, and my name is Barry Manandi. On the home front, Zimbabwe suffered a surprise three-wicket defeat uh, to the Netherlands in the first one-day international of a three-match series. Now, being a Tuesday, we have our Formula One report. It's proudly brought to you by Zimoko, and Lewis Hamilton believes this year's Red Bull is the most dominant Formula One car he has seen in his career. In Around the World in 60, we have stops in New Zealand, England, Spain and the United States. We then kick off the beautiful game uh, beginning on the continent where Tanzanian giant Simba thrashed Guinea's Horoya 7-0 at the Benjamin Mkapa Stadium in Dar es Salaam to thunder into the quarterfinals of the CAF Champions League. We'll head to France where former France forward Jerome Rotten has ripped PSG coach Christophe Galtier for using injuries as an excuse for La Parisian recent sluggish performances and in England Tottenham Hotspur are expected to agree to Antonio Conte's departure from the club this week Hi, my name is Rudy Nishamba My tour is Super Striker You're listening to ZFM Sports Sounds there of rehab and now United. Uh, that is run till dark. Our power play uh, leading us into the big stories for today. Coming out of the world of cricket, uh, Zimbabwe in action in the first one day international against the Netherlands and going uh, down. You'll hear the thoughts of uh, Mike Madoda and we want to hear your thoughts too. 0731168045 on that issue as well as everything coming out of the world of sport. 0731168045. That's our WhatsApp number. But we'll get straight into that straight after our local sports news roundup. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis.
In rugby news, Zimbabwe Rugby Union President Aaron Jani has been elected into the Rugby Africa Executive Committee. Rugby Africa is the governing body of rugby in Africa and this past weekend held its Executive Committee elections in Cape Town, South Africa. In hockey news, Zimbabwe's under-21 women's field hockey team coach Brad Hoyer has underscored the importance of game time in their build-up for the FIH Hockey Junior World Cup in December. The event will be hosted in Chile and Zimbabwe qualified in last last week after finishing second behind South Africa at the Junior Africa Cup in Egypt. We wrap it up with news out of the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League where Dynamo's manager Richard Chuhoro is likely to face disciplinary action over an alleged juju incident during the team's win over Wange in their opening Premier Soccer League match at Barberfield Stadium on Saturday. At halftime, when the two sides were deadlocked at a, a goalless draw, Chuhoro went onto the pillow end goalpost and performed what appeared to be a ritual seemingly exercising a spell cast on the goal mouth after Dynamo's failed to score in the first half despite creating numerous scoring opportunities at the Soweto end and uh, Alois Mungira you've got to say that uh, this is the type of incident that we should be trying very hard to get rid of in our local game yeah uh, it's really bad uh, Mike and it doesn't look good you know for anybody who is watching neutrals uh, stakeholders sponsors you know partners I I I think I think uh, it brings some uh, I think uh I, I, some kind of like a disgrace for me you know I I feel I feel disgraced our football are we still in that period where we can actually have a sangoma coming onto the field perform rituals and what does it do to the players yeah, the honestly speaking players, you are actually telling the players yeah. that uh, you were not scoring because yes. there's juju it's not their inability there's a power yeah. that is greater Barry than your own effort and your own ability and training and coaching that sometimes whatever you've put in the week before mm. doesn't really matter if you're up against a team yeah. that has got a strong sangoma but what I want to hear from you Barry as we wrap it up is is we've heard the likes of Memorum Chirahoa, legendary Dynamo's uh, captain, come out and condemn this sort of behavior. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's important because uh, we we came from an era, like my uh, like uh, Alois was saying, uh, we came from an era where that was the practice. And to hear uh, players and a captain of legendary status like Memorum Chirahoa coming out and condemning this action, that's exactly what we need to hear. It sounds the right tone. We want to hear your thoughts on that incident and other stories that we are carrying on today's show 0731168045 that's our whatsapp number Dimbara fans do you condone the actions of your team and manager football fans what are your thoughts about what happened at Barberfields that number again 0731168045 on Twitter and Facebook let's chat at CFM Sport the Warriors the Chevrons the Cheetahs the Mighty Warriors and the Sables from the pool to the track to the field we are Team Zimbabwe. Right on to that uh, cricket story where Zimbabwe suffered a surprise uh, three-wicket defeat uh, to the Netherlands in the first one-day international of a three-match series at Harare Sports Club this afternoon. Uh, the win was the tourists' first victory over the Chevrons since 2014 as they recovered from 64 for five to chase down 249 runs courtesy of a stunning century from Teja Nida Manuru. Uh, the tale of the tape, Zimbabwe in its innings all out for 249 in 47.3 overs. Clyde 
Clive, Clive Madande uh, with 74, Richard Ngarawa with 35, Wellington Masakadza weighing in with 34, Frank Larson taking two for 41, uh, Paul Van Meekeren uh, taking two for 50, and then the Netherlands in response scoring 255 for a seven, ending on a, an absolute uh, high with a six. That was in 49.5 overs. Teja Nida Manuru uh, with 110, Colin Ackerman with 50, Wellington Masakadza uh, making some headway, uh, turning his arm over for three for 36. Netherlands winning by three wickets. Let's get the post-match thoughts of Chevron's captain, Craig Irvin. I thought 250 was uh, was enough for our, our bowling attack to defend. Um, you know, at one stage it looked like we weren't even going to get 150. Um, so to actually get up to 250, I think, gave us a lot of confidence to, to get out there and, and defend that. Um, and unfortunately, I think our, our fielding today let us down. Now, look, I think, you know, a lot of the associate countries, I think, have, have really, really come up over the last few years, you know, and, and I think everybody's really competitive. Um, I just thought, you know, today Netherlands really utilised those early conditions well um, and put us under pressure. Um, but having said that, you know, with, with us getting 250 on the board, I felt like our bowling attack was definitely good enough to defend that. It, it is important to, to get runs and, and wickets and stuff in, in any series that, that you play. Obviously, after this series, we, we do have quite a long break before we play some cricket again. Um, but it's, it, it's always nice to be, to be winning at home um, and have the crowd supporting you and, and you know, keeping that, that feeling going, especially leading up to, to qualifiers. See. So, Mike, uh, defending 250, uh, he reckons that it was enough. And in truth, when you look at a bowling attack with Blessing Mazarabani, Richard Ngarava, Wellington Masakadza, Brad Evans, and uh, Sikander Raza who can chip in, you think to yourself, ah, it was defendable. But it looks like we, we, we threw it away. Yeah, it was defendable. But I want to start there with that score, Barry. He mm. says that he thought 250 was good enough. I don't think 250 was good enough. Uh, we were bowled out in 47.3 overs, yeah. uh, meaning that uh, we had two and a half uh, overs that we left out there. Uh, and uh, those two and a half overs, our failure to bat through those two and a half overs ultimately is what cost mm, us the mm, game. Mm. Uh, so had we batted through those two and a half overs and even moved at a run a ball, yes. it would mean that we would have put 12 runs or 15 runs on the board, which would have made the task nigh on impossible uh, for, for the, uh, the visitors, yeah. for the Netherlands, uh, heading into the last couple of overs. So we want to start by just saying that, you know what, I think it was important for Craig Irvine to mention the fact that the batsman let the, the team side down. down. Yeah. So apart from our failure to bet out the overs, that score of 249 could well have been 300. Yeah. You take a look at our scorecard, the top order didn't come to the party at and all. we needed, of course, the young wicketkeeper Clive Madande to play the innings of his lifetime yeah. to rescue us with 74. Innocent Kaye at the top of the order and Craig Irvine himself, the captain, they scored 12 and 4 respectively. No First way. drop, Gary Ballins, very experienced. Mm. He was out for 4. Wesley Madevere ran out for 17 yeah. in a most unfortunate manner and then Sikanda Raza the big star of the team expected to put in a big performance he was sort of like there thereabouts 22 not good enough from him Ryan Bell 10 and then it needed 
the tail to wag. Yeah. We don't usually talk about the tail wagging as far as Zimbabwe, <laughs> Zimbabwe is concerned. But this time we batted deep. He was ably supported by Wellington Masakaza with 34. Richard Ngarava. Who would have thought that Richard Ngarava well, yeah. uh, would be scoring at a strike rate of 129. Mm. Struck two sixes and three fours as he made, of course, 35 in that 27 ball cameo. So good uh, response by Zimbabwe. Even blessings the eight as well. So yeah. that, that was the, the, the case. As far as the fielding and the bowling effort was concerned, I, I thought that the fielding was very shoddy. There were dropped catches. There was a lot of uh, misfielding. And then our spinners were expensive. Perhaps this the last one can be mitigated by the fact that the seamers on both sides yeah. got a lot of purchase right, right, which right. is why we lost a lot of wickets initially Up because front, yeah. the, the deck was behaving uncharacteristically yeah. it was behaving like a seamers deck yet mm. in previous seasons we've seen the pitch being somewhat uh, spin friendly yeah, at yeah. Harare Sports Club so we lost wickets very early on the Netherlands lost wickets very early on so it was mm. friendly to the seamers and that might explain why the spinners were so expensive in this game but it then comes down to the captain yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You've got to figure out as you go. 100%. You know, who do you bowl more? Yeah. Who do you bowl less? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the bowling combinations? How do you create pressure? Mm. I felt that Craig Irvine himself didn't cover himself in glory in yeah. this defeat. So a lot of things went wrong uh, in your view in this game. And uh, in truth, there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made between now and the, the, the second game. Because now, from a serious perspective, Zimbabwe we're now under pressure. Yeah, but if we if we fix those things, Barry, and to those are basics. Yeah. If if we fix the issue of misfielding, if we fix the issue of drop catches, and then we make sure that we're able to have our batsmen give us a decent enough start, a platform for the middle order to come and perform. Already we've seen that the likes of Clive Madande can hold their own with the bat. For sure. But we don't want to be relying on the lower middle order mm. and our bowlers to give us a total. We want a platform that allows the likes of Sikanda Raza, the likes of Ryan Bell, and the likes of Wesley Madeira to score and to score quickly mm. and to score big. Yeah. If we get a score of around 300, I feel that's just too much uh, yeah. for the likes of Netherlands to, just, to try and chase down. But as it is now, Tapa Stikin yeah. uh, is do or die in, <laughs> the, second, uh, in, in the second one, it, one day international. It, it absolutely is because if they win, they win uh, the series. You always talk about the importance of that number seven uh, batting position. Clive Madande bat batting in that position. Are you... Are you comfortable and happy with what he's put in and if he can give more performances of this nature? Because we look at it, it took him 98 balls to get to that 74. In a one-day international, that's actually going at a decent uh, clip. Yeah, it could be quicker, uh, but in truth, he batted like a number seven. I, uh, I think, very in light of the circumstances of the match, in mm. light of the fact that uh, he was coming in to do a rebuilding job, uh, he couldn't throw his wicket away, I wouldn't criticise his strike rate at yeah. all. Yeah. I think he was the perfect foil that allowed the likes of Richard Ngarava, that allowed the likes, of course, of uh, Wellington Masakaza to come and wield the long handle. That's yeah, why yeah, we yeah. saw Richard Ngarava uh, able to smack uh, five boundaries yeah. uh, in his innings. So I wouldn't uh, blame him for that. So he's perfect. Now we know that we got a guy who's got the backbone Ooh, yeah. uh, batting at number seven uh, mm. for the Chevrons. What we need are He's number one, two, man. three, four, five, and six, <laughs> yeah. building a decent enough platform for the likes of Madande uh, as well as Ryan Bell yeah. to finish and to finish strongly. Okay, so let's put a positive spin around it because we look at the names on number one through to six. Uh, those are names that ordinarily would do something in games like this. And let's just say it was a bad day in the office. N uh, the second one-day international now, we cannot afford uh, for there to be any slip-ups because if they are, 
then we're in big, big trouble against an associate nation, which, in truth, associate nations have come up, haven't they, Mike? Yeah, they have come up. Uh, They're improving. They're ever improving. These are not the associate nations we had 10 years ago, 15 years ago, where we just needed to show up and win games. These associate nations now have improved vastly and are pushing the lesser... Uh, sides like Zimbabwe, mm. like Bangladesh, all the way, like the West Indies as well. They're beginning to push us all the way. So, decent side. The other thing I want to see an improvement on Barry is the ability to clear the rope. We've always yeah. talked about our power game. For sure. Take a look at our sixes. We're just three sixes in our innings. Mm. You know, if we can change those three sixes to six sixes to seven sixes, then all of a sudden that 250 becomes a 280. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Shaks, uh, our sixes are way too few uh, yeah you could say that uh, in those that scored the runs uh, the fours are pretty decent but you've got to be able to clear the rope as Mike is pointing out well Thursday is the second one day international and Zimbabwe now needing a victory or uh, absolutely die so do or die uh, for Zimbabwe as they say boom or bust well next up is our Formula 1 report it's brought to you by Zimoko uh, so we're talking about the cool stuff you can get at Zimoko as well from the front of the grid to the back of the net it's CFM Sport International Sports News Roundup where the world comes out to play from sunny Melbourne to the streets of Monaco the deserts of Bahrain to the jungles of Brazil get up to speed on the Formula One report the Formula One report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. Messages come in from Felix Pachitown says, Hello, ZFM Sports Team. I think it's high time for Lewis Hamilton to quit Mercedes. Uh, wow, that's sounding rather drastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the agenda. Well, yeah, that's a good question, yeah. Alois. That agenda, people. <laughs> because in truth, if he quits Mercedes, he's got to go to Red Bull. Red Bull doesn't have a free seat, and I don't mm. think they're looking at uh, a driver his age to come in. He'll be a fantastic driver, no doubt. But I don't think he's leaving Mercedes. If you have a Formula One opinion, do send us through on 0731168045. Join the fan zone. We'll be reading as many of your messages as we can. Don't forget also, of course, we're talking about Juju in Zimbabwe football. Richard Chuhoro, Nyoka, they call him at Dynamos, the team manager, hardly covering himself and the club in glory over the weekend on match day one. What are your thoughts, Dimbara fans? Send us a message. You can also send us a voice note as well but try and keep it as short as possible 30 seconds maximum 45 seconds so that we can accommodate as many of you as we can and don't forget to keep it clean in your voice messages now before we get there let's talk formula one and before we actually get give you the formula one news let's talk zimoko and following a long running commitment to deliver high quality top value and leading edge technology vehicles to zimbabwe zimoko is set to announce the real launch of the Mitsubishi brand locally and reignite Zimbabwe's ambition and interest in this Japanese motor vehicle brand. The Mitsubishi brand is strong on heritage, strong on reliability and strong on practicality and boasts a strong uh, product offering shifting from smart passenger to rugged commercial vehicles with Mitsubishi durability at its core. The Mitsubishi SUV range starts from the capably compact ASX sizes up to the stylish Eclipse Cross 
turns the technological offerings up in the Outlander and puts the B in beefy in the tried and tested Pajero Sport. Stay tuned for more news out of Mitsubishi. Z. All right, on to our Formula One news. Lewis Hamilton says Red Bull's 2023 advantage over the rest of the Formula One field is greater than anything Mercedes managed uh, during their streak of eight successive constructors' championships. Hamilton finished a fifth in Sunday Saudi Arabian Grand Prix as Mercedes remained well off the pace of Red Bull, who secured a second 1-2 in as many races this season. Let's hear from Formula One pundit Ted Kravitz, uh, who says Red Bull's speed will be a subject of scrutiny over the next couple of weeks. What Hamilton's referring to is the ease at which Max Verstappen was able to pass him on the straight the moment he he opened his rear wing flap. So we have this thing called the drag reduction system and that means that on the straight if a car is behind they can open their rear wing which normally slows the car down having a rear wing. If you put your hand out of your car in a motorway you can feel the air pressure. The rear wing goes like that, opens itself up and the airflow goes through and it gives the car a straight line speed boost. The one car behind it. What Lewis is saying is that he's never seen a car gain quite so much speed by opening its drag reduction system rear wing flap and he doesn't understand how that's possible. Now listen, this is one of those things. There's lots of technical intrigue in Formula One. Lots of people will be looking at the Red Bull and saying how are they able to gain nearly 20 miles an hour advantage on the straight from anybody else? Are they doing something with that rear wing that not only stalls out the rear wing, of course, but also stalls out the floor or other aerodynamics around the car? So that'll be, I'm sure, the latest round of technical intrigue in Formula One when we get to the next race in Australia. All right, uh, very interesting uh, take there by uh, Ted Kravitz uh, on what Lewis Hamilton is saying. And in truth, he's right that the Red Bulls are very, very fast. And you can see it that Max Verstappen, starting at on 15th on the grid, yep. finished in second. That just shows you how uh, fast And quite car. comfortably. And yep. the only car that he couldn't catch uh, was uh, his fellow his Red Bull, uh, Checo, <laughs> who went on to win the race. So uh, tremendous from Red Bull. But uh, I'm also slightly cynical uh, about the comments coming from the competitors as well, because uh, no one was really complaining when Mercedes was this dominant as well. And when Lewis Hamilton was doing similar things, coming from the back of the grid uh, to get on the to podium, race, coming yeah. from uh, position 14 to yeah. win races. Uh, so I think for me, this is just about trying to put a bit of pressure yeah. on Red Bull because there is the inevitable scrutiny that's going to come. Yeah. Uh, because as a result of his comments, mm. as a result of people just wondering how on earth, just like Kravitz pointed out, how do they get that 20 miles per hour advantage mm-hmm. down the straight over a Mercedes side, which is, listen, a Mercedes car, which is, yes, we know it's got its challenges, yeah. but it's not a slouch. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quick itself. It's, yeah. it's quick itself, especially yeah. down the straight. So there will be that debate, but it's trying to build that pressure uh, on Red Bull, who are looking very dominant at the moment. The only thing that can beat Red Bull this season is Red Bull itself. Is Red Bull itself. And, and we saw it in this last race because Checo Perez uh, winning the race and that, that's the only thing that can come through you and Chris always discuss the fact about the eyeballs on Formula 1 how Formula 1 has improved uh, since Liberty Media uh, the United States uh, conglomerate took over uh, what what does this do for because since Liberty Media took over we've seen exciting championships we've seen yeah. new names coming up we've seen uh, uh, a lot of interest 
because of the competition there. When the competition leaves and Red Bull just dominates, won't the opposite happen, which is what happened in the Eccleston years? I think what's happened this year, Barry, or what has happened during the Liberty Media era is that there have been intriguing storylines. So this year is no different. Yes, the only thing that's there is that Mercedes, the previous challengers, and Ferrari, the expected challengers, are not the one. Not but the already, there's always there's now the story Aston of Aston Martin, Martin yeah, yeah. and Fernando and Alonso. Alonso yeah, and the old how, man. <laughs> yes, so so Fernando Alonso is back. He's getting onto the podium. Aston Martin are there. Can they push Red Bull? Can they certainly keep Ferrari and Mercedes out yeah. uh, as far as the Constructors' Championship is concerned? So there is another sub-story. So there will always be stories that come out of Formula One. Yeah. Uh, they may not be the stories that we want because classically, I think the new generation of fans would have been hoping, just like in football, Messi versus Ronaldo. Yeah. They would have been praying for uh, Verstappen versus Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton uh, Red yeah. Bull versus Mercedes. Mm. That is their classical. Yeah. It's not going to happen this season of all intents and purposes, but it doesn't mean that Formula One is uh, the much poorer. I think, to be honest, we'll see new heroes rise. Uh, there's the story of Aston Martin. How are they doing it? Can they sustain their challenge? Can Ferrari bounce back after promising much in the offseason? Yeah. There are lots of stories that we can pursue. Lots of stories that can come out. One story that has come out is that Fernando Alonso, tragically, uh, go, drops down to fourth after finishing on the on the podium after his deep... I think he was restored. His, I think. He, was he restored yes, to, I think to third? Restored, oh, right. third yes. restored to third. Oh, I'm so glad about that. I missed that, that news. Uh, but restored to third after having uh, had a, a strategic boo-boo uh, in uh, the pit lane as it were. So Aston Martin going great guns. Up next uh, is the Australian Grand Prix which takes place next weekend. Back to Mitsubishi. Now, when it comes to commercial vehicles, the Mitsubishi range will not leave you wanting. Single cab pickup models proudly display the Triton badge synonymous with power, durability and toughness. Don't fear the terrain ahead. Rather, let the terrain fear the Triton. Sometimes, Michael bigger is better. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I thought you might. And the Triton double cab takes over where the single cab models leave off the technology and creature comfort inside. Hide the hardened and capable exterior. Executive feel meets off-road champion and when the going gets tough, turn on the cruise control and relax. Every Mitsubishi vehicle is delivered with peace of mind through a Zimoko-backed three-year or 100,000 kilometer warranty as standard with strong after-sales backup through Zimoko's capable workshops and parts department. Book a test drive by emailing Zimoko on inquiries at zimoko.co.zw and see why Mitsubishi's Tritons and the entire Mitsubishi range will drive your ambition. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. The Formula One Report is proudly brought to you by Zimoko, the home of F1 brands Mercedes-Benz and Alfa Romeo in Zimbabwe. Zimoko, specialized service for special brands. Hi, you're listening to ZFM Sport. My name's Graham Sharp and I'm the first Zimbabwean to take on the Dakar Rally in a bike. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We take off in New Zealand where it has been confirmed that Scott Robertson, Razor, will succeed Ian Foster as head coach of the All Blacks after this year's Rugby World Cup in France. In England, the world's most capped women's rugby player and England captain Sarah Hunter has announced she will retire after the Six Nations opener against Scotland on Saturday. In news from Spain, Rafa Nadal's absence from Indian Wells saw the 
22 times Grand Slam champion, slip out of the top 10 for the first time since 2005. But tennis pundits say Nadal will still be the man to beat at the French Open if he can get back to full fitness. And we touch down in the US where Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, the Splash Brothers, combined for 59 points as the Golden State Warriors snapped an 11-game road losing streak with victory over the Houston Rockets as they climbed into sixth position in the Western Conference. Fan zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Um, I think I agree with Alois when he says it's a disgrace. Um, the unfortunate thing is we continue to recycle these old Madaras in terms of um, football administration. But I'm also glad that the majority of the teams are now moving away from these Madaras, even in terms of coaching. We are now beginning to see young coaches. And it can, I think that's what we need to do. Even my team managers, even my medics, even all these old generations. Don't manage my beliefs. What else do you think? Nyoka is associated in Zunzo Juju and things like that. So we don't want that kind of behavior. Dynamos needs to look at the younger players, sorry, the younger former players and the younger people who have been associated with Dynamos in the past uh, couple of years to then bring them into the fold in every department and move away from these old Madaras. Some of these some of these beliefs are generational. We need to move away from them. Thank you. DJ Rizbi from Harare. Right, uh, getting our first response on that uh, Dynamo's story. And uh, the listener there totally agreeing with the sentiments of Alois Munjira that it is prof- unprofessional uh, and it puts the game at the club dynamos into disrepute but i love the point where he says that i think the club should start involving the younger more progressive former players now into their institutional structures or oh, how has uh, richard Chihoro lost it as long as he has a dynamos dynamos has gone through a renewal upon renewal i mean chairmen have changed upon yeah. chairmen <laughs> uh, the uh, coaches have changed uh, untold coaches have uh, coached at Dynamos but the one constant is Bernard Marriott and Richard Johor so perhaps so it's a pair <laughs> it's a pair maybe they come as a package deal <laughs> good evening let's yeah sports let's yeah what happened I think it's uh took us a century back backwards sports wise why? Because I don't think someone would go into the pitch, grab the goalkeeper's towel, and they burn it. I think it's unacceptable at any other level. I think it's bad for the fraternity football fraternity of Zimbabwe. It's bad, especially for say, it's the first game of the, uh, the league, and the Timbari guys they are doing all that. I think it's not good. I'm not happy as a football fanatic. Thank you, guys. Uh, that fan, uh, Alois, clearly unhappy with what happened uh, at uh, Barber Fields. He says that uh, it took us uh, back a century. Yeah, I'm like, it's really bad, especially when you're watching it on TV. You'll be like, what kind of drama is this? You know, you there to watch football and you... you Imagine at Old Trafford, somebody, yeah. team manager doing that or some a fan running out. A lot of goalkeepers have got uh, their towers and their bolters. In goals, they, yeah. they, they use it openly, they and, put it back and, in and there. And the justification was, yeah. uh, you know what, but why is, was missing? That, why is it that we find it acceptable for teams in Europe when we're watching them on TV 
for them to hit the crossbar, yeah. Yeah. for them to yeah. miss, and we just go, yeah. ooh, yeah. ah, that was yeah. close. Yeah. Uh, and we don't see the radical yeah. uh, reactions, Barry, that we saw what, at what, above. What, what, we, what we then excuse, and you guys were spot on earlier, is the fact that players, the players who were hitting the crossbar, players who were hitting the post, uh, they then don't go onto the training ground and correct their technique. Yeah. They don't go and interrogate what they did wrong. They don't question themselves. They just say, I don't guys gonna go because she... People don't realize that uh, crossbar is a shot off target. Yeah, yes. it is. Oh, it's off target. What is It's off target. Wapoza. Wapoza, exactly. How are you guys? They need to adjust downwards in terms of age. You know, but wait, wait, before you come in, because uh, mm-hmm. I also want you to then address this issue uh, together with what you want to say. Shepard Nyati in Greendale uh, says Chuhora has been there for a long time because his juju is working. He has outlasted many because of his mystical powers. But well, they if it was working, they haven't won the league won in, the like in about uh, Almost it, nine, eight, nine years eight, now. Nine years now. Mm. Yeah, they haven't won the championship since Kaliso Pasua left. Why isn't is it, is it, is it working? And we we remember Kaliso Pasua was in uh, was, a, was a Christian. He used to pray and they used to do that uh, uh, what do you call the, the, the prayer ritual. I, I, I never really saw. He was not very active during Kaliso Pasua's Pasua's time. I think now Shiria, you know, he, he's all excited. Just imagine the boy who scored the goal, who celebrated after scoring Chihoro or the player. Oh, was <laughs> Dinda Fura. 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 
But you see, Mike, you then play into because you know what Dynamos believes in this thing. You play to their tune. What you then do is, like the goalkeeper did, mm-hmm. uh, spread your towel, water, which has got sand that's just normal sand, and you shake it with water, and it looks like a brown substance or whatever, sprayed around the goal. All of a sudden, yeah. everyone's it's in their head that, they, oh my god, tapir, because tapir, they believe in it because they believe in it. Well, 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 Anzi, it, please, can we respect the Sachiti family? That's a message, yeah. Must be a member of the family uh, who sent that message. But uh, that was a, a message no, that's coming from reading. a listener. From yeah, a listener, yeah, I'm exactly. just reading messages yeah. here. Uh, we'll get. We'll tell the fans to respect the Sachiti family. Yes, <laughs> no. the fans are listening. What about the Chihuahua family? Yeah, and the Chihuahua family, and uh, and everyone else, yeah. and and everyone family. else, and the married. So we don't family. talk about anyone. And the goalkeeper who's been accused as well. So uh, <laughs> listen, unfortunately, it's national radio. We are always going to talk. Uh, then, as high sports desk, I just want to ask if Chihuahua is related. With Gogo Chuhoro. Who is Gogo Chuhoro? No, I, I don't know. Right. Let's read a couple of messages here as we finish off. Anzi Kanachero, goalkeeper Ivan Mshonga, Jaivane Basare, Ivo Oma Dimbara, Vanao Javo Here, Dini Hungwe, Kuzimra Park in Rua. And good evening, guys. What Chihoro did is as good as inciting violence because that fan would not, should not have grabbed the towel. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. ZFM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. The beating drum. The roaring fans. Take a ride on the wild side with the Africa Report on CFM Sport. Atavatangwana Mindura Yedum Denga Bdengans go go to horror in Anga Mandara. She lives large, but anyway, let's talk African football way. Uh, Tanzanian Giants Simba thrashed Guinea's Horoya 7 0 at the Benjamin Mkapa Stadium in Dar es Salaam to thunder into the quarterfinals of the CAF Champions League. Uh, Claudius Chama scored a hat trick for Wekundu Wam Simbazi with Jean Beleke and Sadio Kanute scoring two each as Simba made it into the last eight for the third time in five years. Uh, a bit of a surprising result. Horoya are not the best of teams, Alois, yeah. but for them to be thumped 7 0. I don't know. <laughs> what could it be the improvement of uh, Tanzanian football? Uh, not to that level. <laughs> what Oroya, do you think is one of those teams which, yes, the big teams will beat. Yeah. But I'm uh, Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I'm 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 Horoya had everything to play for because before this game Simba is sitting on six points Horoya sitting on four mm. so F- Horoya had an opportunity to get out of the group as well so you have a, a, a very a spectacular point in that a team fighting to get into the knockout stages and of got, competition. And get to so like seven I 
doubt it. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a bit of a doobie one, that one. Mm. But uh, hey, let's leave it <laughs> no, there. Stranger things have happened. Let's stranger yeah. things have yeah. happened. Maybe, so, I, maybe I can't go any... They were the feeling day. bad. Yeah, I'm not going to watch the soda by lunch. Okay, so in Group C... The net result, of course, is that uh, Simba and Raja Casablanca have made it through to the quarterfinals. Let's take a look at the rest of the groups. Group A, uh, J.S. Kabil and Huidat Casablanca are through uh, to the quarterfinals. They both have 10 points. In Group B, Mamelodi Sundowns and Al Hilal have uh, qualified well. It's sort of like uh, for uh, Mamelodi Sundowns certainly have qualified. Al Hilal just need a point uh, from their remaining match. Uh, Al Akhli with an outside chance of making it into the quarterfinals and then Group D uh, sees uh, Esperance of Tunisia and Beluzadat qualifying for the quarterfinals with 10 and 9 points respectively. Neymar, Mbappe and now the king of Zemmour enjoys a taste of French football on CFM Sport. Just before we talk uh, French football, I, I, I want you, Alois, to address this because yeah. there's a message that comes here that says, he says he's Christian, but he left his towel there deliberately to intimidate them. Oh, my, African football, hilarious. And and I remember huh? you telling me that when you played against Dimbale, you knew of their belief system. Yes. So there were certain things that you actually yes. did deliberately to provoke them and to add fear and to enhance fear because why does Zerotu know boys, these guys? Zerotu believer in Juju and so forth. And so sometimes it is possible that opposition team members will come they in do. and play against you knowing that and it intimidates you at a spiritual level yeah i, I think uh, psychologically it's, uh, it does damage you know they know that uh, the dynamos fans the institution as a whole they believe in that so sometimes they just do little things to actually uh, provoke and see how they react and they believe that ah, uh, I once did um, when they were they were uh, doing a ritual of praying. I once, line yeah, line. the goal line, yeah. I once went there and threw them and and, and 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 hit the ball into the net while they were doing that. Like uh, they they believe that once they they, they are praying there they they have blocked uh, the goals. Oh. So for me it was more you could actually tell by the reaction. By the reaction of the whole stadium, the players and everybody, that the anger. But if they, if you believe in what you are doing, yeah. it, it cannot. It, it, it yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, probably the goalkeeper, that that's what he was doing. That you know what he knows. And because the way he actually spread it nicely, you know, it was like actually to provoke. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get to the French football where uh, former France forward Jérôme Rotten has ripped PSG's coach Christophe Galtier for using injuries as an excuse for PSG's recent slug performances after being dumped out of the Champions League by Bayern Munich. PSG dropped points in Liga this past weekend following a 2-0 loss to Stade René. French football pundit Frank Leboff believes PSG's struggles aren't down to Gaultier but the club's hierarchy. 
He's a, he's a very good person and he knows exactly wow. where he stands and if he has to go, he will go. And uh, he, he, he's done a great work with, uh, with Saint-Etienne and with Lille. Uh, when I hear, you know, Jules saying he's a failure, he's maybe a failure for Paris Saint-Germain, but who hasn't been a failure for Paris Saint-Germain? Even Ancelotti has been a failure for Paris Saint-Germain because it's impossible to work in that club right now. Mm. So maybe the board, the chairman now has to, you know, look at himself and see how they can improve, you know, what works inside the club because it will never work that way. And they've been, they proved, they proved that they've been wrong for more than a decade now. Frankly, both making a very fine point, Barry, that there have been many coaches that have come to Paris and all of them have failed. Mm. And he cites the example of Ancelotti, yes. who has won trophies at AC Milan, taken Real Madrid to the pinnacle of European football. But when he came to Paris, to PSG, which is stellar cast, he wasn't able to get them performing beyond just winning Liga. And he has won Champions League subsequent to his departure from Paris Saint-Germain, which means that the problem was at Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, and so for me, I think that Frank Leboeuf probably makes a better point than uh, 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 Jerome Rotten because in truth the, the his comments are rotten are rotten because Christo, Christoph Gautier I believe has has had a very difficult working uh, uh, environment uh, on the basis that you know what's happening when you bench any one of the fourth uh, the top three if they're not coming from injury and in truth we've all said that the team has better balance when one of the top uh, the top is 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 not injured but is outside of the of their starting 11 <laughs> 11 on the field so perhaps that the working environment PSG is not commensurate with winning the trophy that they want oh, the, the question I want to ask you Alois is that you know as a professional athlete is it easy to switch off when you don't have anything to play for. So we've talked about PSG, they were knocked out of the Champions League by Bayern Munich. You know, people mustn't act like they were knocked out by, yeah. uh, you know, Sevilla yeah. or the, yeah. by Golden Eagles. <laughs> they were beaten by Bayern Munich. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the big teams. Yeah, the, uh, it could have gone either way. Yeah. And then secondly, they are going to win Liga anyway. Yeah. So is there a temptation sometimes by the players to switch off because they know, but you know what? Right now we've got a sizable lead. I think they've got a seven point lead. Even if we lose, it doesn't really matter. We're going to win this thing anyway. Yeah, uh, it, it, it happens a lot, uh, Mike, uh, that, you know, sometimes some of the players even don't want to play. Mm-hmm. They can actually go to the coach and say, well, <laughs> you know, sometimes, but sometimes, but professional team, they just keep on playing. But it's very, very correct that players switch off. They can come there thinking about other things to do after the match already. They were like, why are we, you know, they don't put that extra effort. Like you say that uh, we talked about the Horoya, the Horoya situation. They had something to play for and they got hammered 6-0 now you worry you 7-0 now you want to why what happened but if they had nothing to play for it was like looking at ah, now they didn't have because a lot people believe that players actually do switch off and decide to do other to do to do other things and uh, occupy themselves with I, I i still think that it's very very uh, uh unfair on the team, on the coach as well, to hammer them so much when they've got such a big margin uh, ahead of them. All the rivalry. All the stars. There goes Holland. He's on his way again. He's hungry. He's scored. He always does. He always will. Nothing more, sir. And all the games.
game-changing moments. Marcus Rashford. He can't miss at the moment, Marcus Rashford. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport. The one story that's grabbing all the headlines in the Premier League is the fate of Antonio Conte and Spurs are expected to agree to the Italians' departure from the club this week. Conte has flown back to Italy after the head coach criticised the Tottenham players following the 3-0 draw with Southampton in which Spurs threw away a 3-1 lead. Barry, let's talk about Conte. Uh, You know, and for me, I think he's the victim, of course, of... um, an English press that is very, very soft on Tottenham, yep. very soft on Daniel Levy, yep. uh, but very, very hard on foreign managers because the things that he has talked about and mentioned in that interview are true. They're absolutely true. The only thing that I will say, uh, uh, perhaps he could have corrected, is the forum or, or platform upon mm. which he decided to say them. Were the things necessary to say? Absolutely, because for a long time, as you quite rightly point out, Tottenham Hotspur, and in particular Harry Kane, have been given a free pass for ages. And uh, the, the British press... It's okay for Spurs yeah. not to win trophies. Yeah. It's, okay it's acceptable. It's okay for Spurs not Just to win so for the Champions as League. As long as Harry Kane scores goals. Yes. As long as Andy Tottenham, it Tottenham can finish in sixth. And the British media will not even bat an eyelid, okay? Let that and they'll criticise teams yeah. on top of uh, the uh, Tottenham yes. mm. So, consequently, he is the victim of that press. And I thought, in truth, I think Antonio Conte was just enough with this, with, with this nonsense and decided, right, I'm going to say what needs to be said. I know I'm out of this club. Uh, in, tr- in truth, I can't make any difference in a club that do- doesn't have ambition. Now, I, I still believe that even the platform was okay. Ah, so honest, honestly, honestly, someone had to say it. Someone had to public so that they know, put it out there so that the whole world knows yes, exactly. You cannot keep and on also, solving it. So solving that whoever is coming in Barry, yes. also gets to understand the situation properly. Now, yes. there are certain names that are being talked about. Mm-hmm. They talk about Mauricio Pochettino, who's been there before. Yep. They talk about Thomas Tuchel, yep. who was just a, 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 a driver <laughs> and a pitching wedge away from Tottenham. And then Luis Enrique, who, yeah. of course, uh, left the Spain job uh, after um, the, the World Cup. Who do you see being a realistic option amongst those three to come into the cesspit that Alois is talking about? Poch. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino, here's why. Uh, he's worked in that environment. Uh, uh, second comes never work. However, Poch has worked in that system before and worked for very long in that system, remember, guys? Uh, and knows but how he was to also comfortable with it. But again, he was the one, Barry. You see, yeah. Poch's situation was different. He's the one who took them from a mid-table. Yes, yes, yes. Into a top four team. They became part of the big six. So for him, that was success. But then he failed to make the step up now. Uh, Now that we're a top four team, let's win stuff. Let's challenge for the title. He failed to do that. Yeah. So... But for me, I don't think Thomas Tuchel will touch this with a barge pole. I don't think Luis Enrique will want to go there because there are no Luis Enrique type players in position. And listen, if Poch goes back, well, it would be like Roy Hodgson, who's just gone back to Crystal Palace. <laughs> Guys! Oh, I want guy. Luis Enrique there. <laughs> uh, anyway, Roy Hodgson going back to Crystal Palace just grinds my gears completely. Yes. I mean, you're trading an S Class for uh, a, a Mahindra tractor. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of here. Uh, Crystal Palace or Paris? Uh. <laughs>
for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.